Hey guys, it's Q&A Tuesday, and I, have, and I have four great questions for you today. Uh, question one comes from Leonard. Roman, like you, I'm a huge fan of AP, but the apparent price increase is making me very worried. I've got a great relationship with my AD, but a suggestion 9% increase is something I'm not too comfortable with. Do you think that's going to be something that sticks, Leonard? Absolutely. Manufacturers rate their retail prices pretty much every year, and I've seen increases as low as two to three percent uh, and as high as 40 percent one time from richard meal but that's a bit of an outcast but for the most part it's going to be uh, you know up to 10 percent a year sometimes even 12. and the obvious question is if you're ap would you not increase your retail prices by nine percent considering that pretty much anything you put out there's a waiting list of three to four years as well as it resells on the secondary market for damn near double its value especially when it comes to that it resells on the secondary market over its retail value and then some but for some pieces trading almost at double if you're talking about steel royal oaks for example absolutely i would absolutely increase my prices so this is absolutely something that's going to stick but it shouldn't be a shocker to you and it shouldn't worry you because this is the norm every single manufacturer out there raises their retail prices on a yearly basis there were times when uh, i remember in 07 there was a uh, the euro was uh, going through the roof. The euro was like at a dollar sixty, and it kept going and going and going. And they actually did interim price increases in certain areas of the world in order to sort of catch up. Because as the euro shot up to a dollar sixty, a lot of a lot of these a lot of Europeans would come to the United States and buy watches at list, buy watches at list in other regions, be it the U.S. or Asia, or what have you. And it would end up being so much cheaper to them due to the difference in currency, right? The currencies are pretty stable right now. There's not a, the Swiss franc is pretty stable. The euro is pretty stable. So is the dollar, as well as the Hong Kong dollar, which is always steady more or less compared to the dollar. So uh, this is uh, this is something they're absolutely going to do. But this isn't something that should worry you because at the end of the day, if you are getting AP solid pieces from your AD, it, retail has become irrelevant across Richard Mille, across Audemars Piguet, across F.B. Journe, across any of the other, across Rolex, obviously, and all the other hot brands, retail's irrelevant. Right now, there's what's called a market price. That 9% increase, people won't even notice. You will see a bit of a spike in the market, even the secondary market, because people are saying, well, wait a minute, the retail is up 9%. I'm going to start charging roughly 9 to 10% more, specifically on pieces that are somewhat marginal if you buy them at list. Some of the officers from AP, they trade slightly over retail, so it's going to affect those pieces, right? Guys go in, they buy this uh, offshore at list plus tax, and they get out in the secondary market and resell it for maybe 5 to 10 points more. So this increase will affect the secondary market for sure. But again, there's nothing to be worried about. This is the norm. Uh, next question comes from Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, I guess. If you guys had an opportunity to become an AD for any brand, for example, Richard Mill, would you? My general answer in the years that I've been in the business has always been, no, I don't want to be an authorized dealer for any brand due to the fact that you don't have a choice on what you get. You get loaded up with certain models that are not sellable, that you are forced to sell at a discount. Uh, there are a lot of other things that are involved behind the scenes, such as having a particular store in a particular area with a particular build-out that costs a lot of money, following a lot of rules. In the gray market, we don't really follow any of those rules, which is why I chose to go the gray route and never really looked into becoming an authorized dealer. But in today's market, absolutely. The answer is obvious. Of course, I would want to be an AD for Rolex, Richard Mille, Audemars, and Paddock because those hot brands right now are pretty much through the roof. But in the normal times, I wouldn't want to be an AD for Paddock or even Rolex for that matter because back 
in the normal times, if you will. And again, when I say normal times, what's happening today may very well be the norm, and I may want to be an AD for every single one of those brands. But again, going back in history, as I always say, it doesn't always pay to be an AD for a couple of reasons. You got manufacturers opening up their boutiques and selling all the hot stuff as boutique models, quote unquote, right? And the ADs aren't really getting good stuff. They're just getting stuff with some of the crappier stuff within any lineup. And every brand has that, you know, crappier watches, non-sellable versus sellable, right? You also have the gray market and the internet that's killing you with discounts and prices. And you're stuck having to sell the stuff at list. Of course, most of them don't sell at list. They all discount, you know, they don't tell anybody about it, but they still do. Uh, so I think that era of the authorized dealer is slowly coming to an end and basically the brands realize that they can no longer need the middleman they can cut out the middleman because everything is so virtual today with the internet a lot of these manufacturers are selling stuff online themselves you don't have to walk into a boutique so the answer is in today's market absolutely overall i've always shied away from being an ad for any brand i'd rather pay five to ten points more and buy what i need and what i want rather to be told what i'm getting and when I'm getting it. Hope that makes sense. Question three comes from Mitchell. Romans, which ro Roman, which roles would you suggest for my first piece? I'm growing tired of my Panerai Luminor and I want to get something a little more flashy. Mitchell, uh, well, you didn't put a budget here, so it's kind of tough to say, but if I'm going to stay within a reasonable budget, let's say, without going into 50, 60, $70,000 flashy Rolexes, I'll answer it this way. First and foremost, any Rolex that you pick up is flashy. Rolex is the most recognized brand in the world, and I've said it numerous times. You, you can be in a desert dying of thirst, and if you have a Rolex on your wrist, you can buy 12 camels and probably 12 wives to go along with it and a bucket of water. Everybody knows what Rolex is. So from the flash perspective, so from a flash perspective, Rolex is going to be it overall just as a brand. But if you're looking for a little bit of shine, look for a two-tone model, be it a Datejust, be it a Submariner. Anything two-tone has a bit more flash to it. The bluesy is pretty flashy because of the bright new ceramic blue bezel, right? So if you want to go with a little more flash, look for a two-tone piece, be it a Datejust, depending on your budget, be it a Datejust, an older Datejust 36, which will have just as much flash, especially if you put, if, especially if you get on a Jubilee bezel. If your budget is a bit bigger, go to a two-tone Submariner. I think that's a great new flashy look. Or the Datejust 41's two-tone. And, or the Datejust 41 two-tone. But as I said, Put a Rolex on your wrist, it's flashy enough. Everybody, any Rolex on your wrist is flashy enough because everybody knows what Rolex looks like. Um, take one more from Marcus. What are your thoughts on the Al Capone's Paddock Philippe Platinum Pocket Watch going up for auction? It's estimated to fetch at almost 50K, but I think it's going to get more as, as true crime and horology has become more popular over the last few years. Not sure how much I agree with the statement of true crime and horology becoming more popular over the last few years. I don't think crime and horology have anything to do with each other. I think it has to do with the fact that a famous person once owned something, uh, i.e. provenance, as you see in any auction. It's regardless if it's a watch, a piece of art, clothing, Elvis's piano, you name it, or Elvis's piano, a Roman Sharp's hat that he wore last week. It doesn't matter. Anything that's associated with a famous person, hope you guys caught that joke, anything that's associated with a famous person is always going to have a certain allure to a collector. I myself collect antique weapons right and uh, I myself collect antique weapons in that same auction there's a gun that belonged to Al Capone that's estimated to fetch 150 to 250 thousand dollars and guess what 
And guess what? The gun itself is great, but that's not why I would want that. I would want it because it belonged to Al Capone, obviously a huge historical figure. Now, and it doesn't matter that he was a gangster, right? It doesn't matter to me. I'm not looking at it as crime versus an item that's collectible. I'm looking at him as a famous history figure, if you will. Obviously, guns are most likely going to be associated either with criminals or war heroes, right? But at the end, i.e. those people that use them. But guess what? But But guess what? But again, as I said, it has nothing to do with crime and horology. And horology, I think it has to do with a famous person being tied to an item. One has nothing to do with the other. Is it going to fetch more than 50K? I believe it will because there's going to be people out there that just must have it and they're not going to care about how much money it fetches, right? It's all about pride of ownership. Is it really worth 50K or 100K? Well, the auction will show because on pieces like this, again, it's about pride of ownership and the price. There's really no market value on an item. Uh, there's really no market value on items such as this. So, Marcus, I hope that answers your question, guys. And I'm going to wrap it up for this Tuesday. I thank you once again for tuning in. Again, uh, these things are only possible if you guys email in questions. And that's romansharf at luxurybazaar.com. Email them in, and I will do my best to get them on the show. Thanks for tuning in.